Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop, but they also do a whole bunch of standard sets made to the same super high custom shop quality. And one of my favourite things about just how lovely Scott and the team are is the Stringjoy reward system. A bit like a Tesco club card, but cool. Every set of strings you buy earns you points. Each pack is worth a dollar in points, and you can save those virtual dollars and put them towards anything in the Stringjoy merchandise store, which, when you have a bucket of guitars and you're always restringing them, makes for a whole bunch of points and thus free merch. It's just a little thing they've set up to say thank you, but I think it's testament to just what a super bunch of people they are and how deserving they are of your string business. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't stop Stringjoy yet? Ask them to. Matt. Joe. I've uh I've been getting I've been getting fits of rage recently, getting really angry. Oh yeah. Yeah. The other day I went into a theatre and I just started smashing my fists through the floorboards there. Right. But I was just going through a stage. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Matt's got a sound so board. I've seen, I've seen Oppenheimer now, and now everything in life is just that that sound. It's just right. like, oh my God, what's going to happen? The Oppenheimer um, have, sound. Have you seen it yet, Joe? I have seen it. I went to the cinema to see it uh, with my, with my partner, Emma. Uh, IMAX? I didn't. I did, I'm not into that. I only, uh, I'm, you, you know how I only like vintage things. And it's you know, like Nolan and IMAX is like the ultimate vintage. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. But there are there are some lovely vintage cinemas around around here. I mean, you, you know, in Brighton they've got the Duke of York's, which I think is the oldest independent 
uh, right. oh. theatre in the in the United Kingdom, and in Worthing, um, they've got this gorgeous little theatre, which is the oldest theatre that's not an independent one, but it's it's lovely. They have all like you know you can buy a beer. They've got the old sort of wooden seats. It's it's everything's as it was. Tickets are still like three pound fifty there. There's a nice bar. Ooh. Everything's wow. got that cool old feel to it. So I really like going to see stuff there. Obviously, there are limitations to what sound systems there can do, and they do their best with it and it's very very sort of locally run but i do love it very much but yes um what a good film oppenheimer is i my favorite thing about the soundtrack actually was that they used that geiger counter sound you know that clicking that we sort of naturally like hollywood have made us associate with nuclear stuff you know radioactive (laughs) stuff whenever you hear a geiger counter you know there's radioactive stuff yeah. Um, I've no idea if anyone actually uses them in the real world. It's just one of those tropes, isn't it? It's become I a thing. Was, um, I was hoping that maybe quickly I could find a Geiger counter sound on here, but the closest <laughs> I've got is... Uh... <laughs> that sounded like a jingle bell. It's a sleigh bell. <laughs> uh, that's not close at all, but I thought it'd be yeah. funny to hit. Um but yeah, well, no, it's very good. I think the guy that did the soundtrack to that and Tennant, who's also Tenet. done a bunch of production, um, he did the production on the Childish Gambino album Awaken My Love, oh, um, right. which is like his most commercial album, I guess, but also his like, just the sound and stuff on that's awesome. He also did a couple of the other Childish Gambino songs like This Is America, and like the production on that. And oh, the wow. sound is just incredible. And there's some real, actually, he's a, really cool guitar player there was a great interview with him where he used that was it gibson made this really old multi effects where it's like they're on like huge big switches oh right okay um for like a fuzz sound and yeah he's actually a really really cool producer so it was quite cool to see him do both of those movies but absolutely just the overall sound design was just Incredible. Absolutely. I mean, Tenet as a totally different type of film um, to Oppenheimer, I think has an incredible score to keep up Mm. that tension. And he used like single notes a lot, like repetitive sort of staccato single notes to, because that, that film has such a pace, like every Mm. bit of dialogue is almost rushed. Every scene is trying to get to the end. Everyone's always running. It has a real, you know, movement (laughs) to it. And I think he, he emulated that perfectly with his sounds, sound design. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, if, if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it, people. But yeah, the guy that um, did it, I forget his name, but also a really cool producer and guitar player as well. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, dear listener, if you haven't guessed, the reason Matt's got a soundboard is uh, because he's plugged into a Boss Gigcaster because we're going to attempt uh, a bit of a live demo on uh, on this week's podcast. Again, we're going to do other stuff. We're not going to you know, necessarily start right away with that, but we are going to be doing a live demo as well as talking about some other uh, a more traditional demo. The way I I've been recording things your in advance demos, Joe. People Sorry? are raving about your demos. I said your most excellent <laughs> demos that people have My been most, loving. Most excellent demos, yes. Yeah, we did actually have a, a listener on the Facebook group uh, sort of ask for more demos. Um, oh, uh, so, <laughs> a bit far. <laughs> no, it was a, I was, I was, <laughs> felt quite bad for him because it, it sort of had this reaction of people being like, look, you don't mess with the way the podcast is done. And I was like, oh, God, the guy just wanted to hear some guitars, everyone. It's okay. 
okay. Oh, but, uh, but this actually isn't because of that. You know, we, we just happened to, we wanted to demo some stuff that you've picked up. And I've been, honestly, dear listener, the thing I'm going to be demoing again is Guitar Rig 7, uh, Native Instruments Guitar Rig 7, because I am utterly convinced that it is absolutely the, you know, that the one production tool that you need for for everything i didn't realize but it's got all this stuff on there that's like great for like effects for drums and for keyboards as well so even though it's guitar rig 7 it's got a whole bunch of other stuff so you can produce an entire track with it and i will talk about the uh the the bass sounds on there are absolutely incredible the presets the layout i basically got to spend more time working on it over the like you know messing around with guitar Mm. rig 7 checking out all um, the presets and it's so good I always like the way it looked because it's like one big like refrigerator rack, isn't it? And everything's yeah. its own little rack unit, and you oh. know they're not trying to make everything look like a pedal. No, as it y- were, yeah, you know? yeah. I know. I don't care like about that side of things. It's why I really like sort of the the helix layout and the boss layout for for that matter, where it just shows me a, an effects chain with just blocks. I don't need the fancy graphics of every single thing that I'm on there. Just you know, seeing the it's, the effects um, chain. It's funny, really, because I guess, you know, as we'll probably talk about today, uh, in fact, I know we will because we've put it on the script, but, um, <laughs> to, to, you know, Tone Master Pro mm. has come out, you know, more updates to Quad Cortex, obviously Guitar yeah. Rig 7, and there is this real high graphical interface to both software and hardware, but really the hardware is just a computer running this you know this yes. kind of stuff now isn't yeah. it it's, it's just ui isn't it it's just it, making um, something uh you know something easy for people to interpret and i mean ideally use. what you want to do is build the sounds and then just put them into something super simple that you can yeah. gig with in a way imagine if you could just download it and just be like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this but then i guess people just put like, you know quad cortex in a rack and everything's just midied up yeah. and the way you yeah, play <laughs> exactly that's it isn't it yeah you can, you don't see quad cortexes on the floor really at, at uh at the big high-end shows they're in they're in trays at the at the back yeah. of the stage yeah doing all the hard um, work there. funny i was talking to uh our friend max who works over at neural um over at guitar summit what a gentleman what a what a man um a s- insanely talented man because he also is one of the greatest photographers <laughs> this world has ever known the, the photos he takes are just unreal um obviously he's a great tour manager and he's done loads of stuff but he um also texts for the architects um who are running core cortex and he was showing me their rig for their support slot on the metallica stadium tour <laughs> was and, amazing. um he was just like it's ridiculous because the stage basically sits in the middle of the stadium and everything is built into the side of the stage like all of the tech rigs and everything just pulls out the side of the stage and he was just like you can't put anything on stage it's basically a wireless pack running into Quad cortex off stage and then everything's just midied it's amazing really isn't it yeah. absolutely amazing but then again you know you still got what joe bonamassa i saw headlining uh the albert hall for the 15th time <laughs> and he's still running through six amps so you know there's obviously uh there's obviously a market for both but certainly oh, a yeah. growing market for for software now convenience that's what it is that's what it is yeah but yeah i mean that that's so you want to talk like convenience is the aim of the game, right? With this stuff. That's, that's what they're trying to do. They're saying, look, we're at a point in time where the sounds are good enough 
and we can offer more convenience easier to get to gigs but aside from the gigging side of it just easier to use more intuitive and straightforward than plugging a load mm. of cables into a loud sounding amp and like and and on the guitar rig seven you know you said you like how it appears in a rack they have the rack in the middle of the screen so that's dear listener where you can see the 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 fascias of everything the amps and the effects and yeah. all the controls on there that you can, can that you can control on the right hand side you see a handy um signal path in much the same way as boss or line six would right. lay out a signal path and on the left hand side they have their search engine which is very intuitive so they have like a bunch of keywords all put into little categories at the top and you can click on any of those and it and it can give you a list of presets but it might have you know one of the categories might be sort of input and it might say guitar bass keyboard so i could select bass and then one of them is genre i could hit rock um Rock. And then it would give me a bunch of presets below that were suitable for that. But you can really dial down into it. I could say I want all of these, but then I could click across the components and say I want all these, but I want presets that use their version of a sans amp, which I think is called a trans amp. So I'd I'd be like, uh, I want I I want to definitely be using that sans amp model in there. Select that as well, and it'd give me only presets that include that, which is right. very good. But I think that's what I've found that I really like about it. The presets are, you're not just scrolling through presets that have random names. They are all put into categories that means you can find presets appropriate to what you're looking for without scrolling through a bunch of stuff that you don't want to look for. And the presets are very mm. good. Mm. Um, yeah, so, that's, um, I definitely, I love the way it looks. It's not too expensive. I remember using guitar rig like one or something like back in the day for five minutes um yeah i rest i definitely need to find something that um i mean again you know when we get when we get onto it you know looking at tomaster pro looking at you know quad cortex certainly been using you know gt core a bit more on my demo board at home you know they all just sound really good and yeah. you know just I guess for me, as we said before, it's like play to monitors or play through all of the amps and cabs that I've also got sat next to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm recording. I'm sort of just going. Oh, I don't need to. Don't need to bother. I think the. I think my other problem is I come up with loads of sounds and ideas using my pedal board, hmm. and you can't really create that same sound in guitar rig or whatever. But actually, yeah. I should just get used to reamping it. I guess and just. That's it. That's it. And in, into a virtual amplifier. I um I write most of the stuff. I write like the bass clean in and the guitar. I have like a a little preset set that gives me a little bit of reverb and a little bit of gain. And then after I've written the parts in and recorded the track and it's all there, then I'll start scrolling through guitar rig being like oh i wonder you know if this part i've already recorded so that the, the writing's done i'll be like oh i'll add this module onto it and see what happens when i add a tape wobble to the end mm. of this part and so i could sort of you hear it after the writing stage which i guess is is a bit of a double-edged sword because i see what you're saying like you're inspired by the sounds and i'm finding those sounds afterwards you know so yeah yeah um, i love some of the amp names that they've got in here as well some of them a little bit more obvious. Lead 800, Hot Plexi, uh, Van 51. Um, but I think my favourite is Ram Fire. 
<laughs> Rams fire. <laughs> um, and that I didn't actually realize that is actually a signature amp that's in there based off the Rammstein guitarist Richard Z. Crusp. Crusp. Uh, iconic trademark sound. Uh, what's got jazz amp? I wonder what that is. <laughs> um, which is ridiculous because calling it jazz amp, you don't necessarily use a jazz chorus. Who uses a jazz chorus for jazz? Well, yeah. uh, I don't even know if that was his intended original customer base or not by calling it jazz chorus. But uh, yeah, well, since we're talking about it, Joe, do you want to jump? Let's do this demo. The- yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'll I'll let you in on some info beforehand, or maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, we'll play it, and then I'll talk to you about the things that I that I used to create this sound. Um, yeah, do that. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Here's here's the track. one of my favorite demos you've done joe i like that it's very mm. old school it felt like almost bordering on sort of like dare i say like not surf but you know that kind oh, of like rockabilly surfy oh i see fair enough rockabilly surfy thing on that sort of lead line i've been listening to a lot of the cure um over okay, the last yeah, few days yeah, I, I, a bit of that in there as well yeah very but cool. uh, but yeah, so so the things that made up that track, that bass tone, they have uh, they have this great, they have this thing called this new amp, that's the something Rage. It's basically an SVT, and they have like just a preset Rage breakup. It's called, and the preset has a nice like rack compressor set after it, so you don't even have to worry about that. And this one of the biggest problem with bass plugins is they're normally standalone amplifiers, so. You then use another plugin to compress it afterwards. And whilst yeah. that's totally fine, and what I've done, you know, four years, it's nice to have it all dealt with in one plugin, so you know that those two things are interacting with each other uh, a bit more directly, um, which is really good. So, so bass tone wise, brilliant. I'm just playing this track is all Jet guitars, so it's the Jet jazz bass, and right, then wow. a, a Jet telecaster for for the whole thing i thought they were they, they were great and guitar rig sound i mean the the pickups are a bit weak honestly on the telecaster i've been meaning to change them on the jet telly but i thought guitar rig made them sound great and then for the guitar parts whilst the those the two guitar lines had different amplifiers different effects i think both uh, one i was using their fender deluxe one i was using their ac15 but um what I really liked that I was using was their tape wobble um, uh, rack unit that I was putting after 
everything. And then it's got great controls on the tape wobble. You can add in how much warp there is. You can add in how much skip there is on the tape, how much scratchiness, sorry, on the tape. You can add in saturation. And uh, you could really get like a great sort of that I, I thought was a lovely amount of out of tuneness, you know, like a, a really gorgeous old school vibrato tone from it that's applied to the entire track. So mm. I, I loved that. And then they had another, they have another effect strip called Color, spelt American. And, uh, and, and that's fantastic just for adding a bunch of saturation. And the color is like a, almost a preamp that you're running everything into. And it has a drop down where you can select different things, different emulations. And I had like a cassette preamp essentially that it was running into. Yeah, that's got a very cool graph graphical interface on that it's kind of like the v- old vhs colors yeah yeah exactly very cool but it just great like it things like that tape wobble and the color rack thing are the sort of plugins that i'd buy on on their own you know i'd, I'd buy that plugin probably for the price that all of guitar rig costs mm. um i think that's that's the interesting thing isn't it i, I look at this and i go i totally get and, and I will include myself in this. It's like you look at things like the Tone Master Pro, you look at the Quad Cortex, you look at these, you know, you look at the new DSP plugins and you're like, the way they look graphically is kind of makes you want to plug them in and try them. And you actually go, <laughs> that would be cool if it was a pedal on its own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. sounds in here that I don't think there's many companies really making individual pedals that kind of go down this digital route i guess the closest is the poly bebo is kind of similar to that it doesn't have the same yeah. sort of graphics but a kind of idea but i'd love to see like almost a color screen that you could drag and drop these into and then you would like imagine if like modular like right. if it was an open source people could program their own plugins and like the way they look and you could just drag and drop them into a pedal isn't there that french company that do that that have an open source thing oh, i guess is it mod duo mod duo yeah mod duo is kind of similar to that i guess because that's yeah. open source i know that jd is a big fan of mod duo i think he has a couple of their bits the only thing with the mod duo is you don't have the graphical interface on the unit itself no, you do have it on the computer. That's right. Yeah, um, it would be cool though if you could actually see it on the floorboard. But then again, if you're editing it on the computer, do you need it? I don't know. Mm. Um, I just love the way that I think some of these look. They're just really impressive. I just think it just makes you want to dive in and explore some sounds, basically, doesn't it? Isotope by Native Instruments have been at the heart of great production tools and performance plugins for a long, long time now. They've helped guitar nerds to sound crisp and polished no matter how bad Matt's mic technique is for almost a decade. And they can and should be a part of your home recording setup too. Isotope have just released Ozone 11, the most advanced mastering software you can possibly get your hands on. Ozone 11 includes AI-assisted software that can listen to your mixes and make suggestions on a final mix honestly it's been years since i've so much as touched an eq fader i just let ozone do the work and i have a pro quality mastered podcast in minutes ozone elements is as little as 49 bucks and don't forget you get 10 percent off all isotope and native instruments plugins with discount code nerds 10 
Yeah, absolutely. The digital world is cool and a lot of fun. Uh, uh, you know, it's never going to be as fun as the real thing, but well, it's I a think lot of fun. If you're into making noise in a room with friends and you're all playing instruments, I don't know. I don't know if that I would much rather have a big amp and you know a bunch of pedals and and make some noise. But if I'm sort yeah. of sat with someone and producing or writing on my own, then actually you know, getting into this digital world is, you know, I mean, you just wouldn't be able to tell, and we've said it plenty of times before, but you wouldn't really be able to tell that what you put there wasn't a produced track that you'd recorded in in a studio and mic'd up a bunch of amps. I don't think there's any way to to personally, realistically tell. (laughs) Um, You know, when I was was talking to, um, went to see Rabia a few weeks ago, um, and he was saying, you know, and we were, uh, it's out now, he did a demo on the DM101 and, you know, we were plugged into a pedal board with that and a DS1W into two Krakens and it just sounded like amazing. And he was just like, I totally gig with that. Like when, you know, his new band comes out, he's like, I want to gig with real amps. But it's like when there's three of us and a drummer in a room, we can all be on quad cortex. We can write on quad cortex. We can edit the sounds afterwards. We can produce the whole you know, demo that way, we can all rehearse on in-ear monitors, but then yeah. when we go to the studio, we're going to record everything on real amps. Right, right. You know, so I think it's, you, you're right, it's a convenience thing, just like Uber Eats or Deliveroo <laughs> or anything. It's all about convenience. That is, you know, they, I can't remember who it was. I think it was the CEO of Uber many years ago said, the biggest companies in the world basically have sprung up because they are buying back people they are buying people's time that is the most precious that is the most valuable commodity is time and if you can create something that saves people time then you're onto a winner and i and i think that's the thing with things like quad cortex and neural dsp and this it's you're right it just it's convenience it's time it's great i can drag a soldano amp and stick a distortion pedal in front of it and run it through some reverb and if i don't like it i can quickly change the sound yeah it's like amazing really yeah exactly well let's uh let's stay on the digital front because we do want to talk about the tone master bro but just before we do matt i wanted to ask your advice on okay. uh, on something oh so well so okay so that's what i'd say <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm going on tour in three weeks all right and uh, I'm, I'm all ready to go. Got, got, you know, got my rig ready to go. But my, uh, I messaged you about this the other day. I've lost a, this, a second knob off of my MS3 from years of uh, of rugged use. The, yep. uh, the the top of one of the knobs of my MS3 still still works because you know it's a Boss product. It, you know, I can throw it against the wall and it would yep. still work. But um, it got me thinking, like being like, oh, should, should I switch on to something else? And I was thinking, I've got the uh, GT1000 core here. The reason I have never moved the GT1000 core onto my pedal board is simply that there aren't enough buttons on it. And the GT core does the same thing that HX Stomp did, HX Stomp XL, and Neural DSP does as well. The buttons are too close together to actually use if you're running around a stage. You're definitely going to knock mm. a second, second button. Mm. Whereas like MS3 and like ESA, 
That's the proper width. Uh, you know, the helix as well. That's the proper width, the proper amount of space. But in, in as everyone tries to get smaller, things get close together. No good. But I was thinking, why don't I just get a MIDI switcher and then yeah. use that with the core? And then I've got like all the stuff from the core from a MIDI switcher. So you wouldn't actually, well, I mean, you could program. I mean, MIDI is a joy. And when you can work out, when you when you know what you're doing and you can do it quickly, MIDI is awesome because it allows you to do so many things that you can't do normally. Right. Um, that's what I love. That's what I love about MIDI. I think the only issue you might go up against is what MIDI pedal would you want if you still want to fit it on a board? Because yeah. I would say that you could, but again, it comes down to a foot switch thing well that's that's um, what i was going to ask you like what midi switcher i wanted one that's like thin like you know like the quartermaster thing yeah so what you but that's want, just a that's just a, a pedal switcher yeah because what you wouldn't want although actually i think they're awesome and the new one looks amazing is the uh morningstar mc6 pro which is right. their new six buttoned one with a color touch uh, color screen so you can name all your presets so you know what you're because that's the only thing is that a mi most midi controllers will just be like a series of buttons they won't necessarily have a screen on yeah or anything like that i mean one of the great midi controllers that's not really uh talked about as a midi controller but would work would be something like an es8 or an es5 because you've got loads of midi control on it you never have to actually have any of the pedals in the loop and the buttons are spaced out so you can obviously use it as a switcher. Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Because a lot of MIDI controllers tend to be yeah, more and certainly now more compact than yeah but that's okay. That's, that's okay that's the compact is good right uh, I, I want like a thin strip 
Yeah. Um, I was thinking of like disaster area MIDI controllers. Yeah, and I've used those and they are very good. In fact, actually, I'll tell you what would work. That's not a lot of money. I'm just looking at it now. I've just Googled it, which would probably be ideal because I think it's just MIDI out. Not too much money, just five buttons. Uh, I've not used one, but Tech 21 actually make a MIDI foot controller, which is just like a strip with five buttons on it called the Mongoose. And also Blackstar make a logic uh black star make a foot switch called the live logic which was their six button midi foot controller which is also 149 quid wow um and i think you could probably just use that um because i think the idea was that you could use that and then use it with a uh, because if you did something like that, actually, because it's got USB out, you could then use it as a foot controller for, um, like guitar rig. Oh, that's actually great. That's very useful. That's the the Black Star one. Yeah. Oh wow! How yeah. about that? And that is very um, cheap. It depends how many buttons you want, really. Um, yeah. But I, I would say. Well, what do you think of this? I was looking at the Disaster Areas DMC-8. I think I've owned one of those. It's a MIDI Uh, controller. It's got got four buttons. It's got the A, B, C, D, four buttons, and then you've got two banking buttons, a favourite button, and a tap tempo on there. um, I love Disaster Areas design stuff. They're really, really well built. Uh, They make some really cool stuff. I've actually got their MIDI baby, which is a one button foot MIDI foot controller that basically sends it. You can send up to like six different MIDI messages. Right. Um, The only thing I would say again is that you've got top and bottom rows. If you're running around and you're just stepping on stuff, um, and not really thinking about where your foot's going. The top and the button, bottom button are a little bit close together. Yeah. Um, it's also, once you import it, it's like double the money. Oh, uh, right. Well, fortunately, I have found some secondhand eBay ones for like 150, 160 quid. Oh, well, then I just buy one of them. Yeah. You think that's Yeah, good yeah. I've, I've used one and they're, they are really good. And the. Certainly the advantage, I think probably all of them do it now anyway, but um, I think the guy's name is Matt from Disaster Areas. He has built a a web-based editor. So you basically plug it in via USB and then you open up an editor in like Chrome. Wow. Uh, And then you can just program what MIDI messages you want the buttons to send out and stuff like that. That is extremely handy. Yeah, well, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to expand myself. Yeah, I I mean, I've certainly used MIDI controllers with GT Core, um, and it it works really, really well. Um, I can see the one you're seeing on on eBay, Joe, and I'm going to buy it, and then I'm going (laughs) to relist it. Um, Yeah, I'll just buy that. That, uh, That's a winner. And they, they are very small. They're very compact. Um, and yeah, I love I love the disaster area stuff. I've used it before. Um, in fact, they've uh, yeah, there's not a, there's not much on their second hand, but that is I would say that's a bargain. 
right? Do it. Oh, I'd order it. I'd order it tonight, Joe, and then let me know how you get on, and then we can uh, we can program it together. <laughs> okay, um, okay, that sounds great. Uh, the only other one I've seen, which I don't actually, know, I think works as a standard MIDI controller. It definitely does, which I really like. Which is definitely not as small as others, but Singular Sound, our uh, our favourite friend who uh, makes the Beat Buddy. Yeah, um, he. Or, you know, that company actually also make a MIDI Maestro. It does look good, that one, doesn't it? Six big buttons with six screens on it. So you can actually, like, name it and and be like, so you know what things you're actually... Because that's the only thing. That's really good. You won't know unless you remember what you're actually mm, stepping I have on. to put physical labels on them. Yes. The Morningstar stuff does, though, doesn't it? You get screens on Morningstar. MC6 Pro has now got, yeah, color touch sc- uh, color screen, so you can um, you can label everything, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, of course, if you just had an up and down button, obviously the presets would change on the GT Core. And then mm-hmm. at least you would you would know, but yeah, you, if you were if you were saying want a specific one for vibrato or something, you'd probably just label it. Um, but yeah, it's it's worth exploring a few options. But a MIDI controller would certainly be a decent option for what you need. Yeah, that allows you to do everything everything in in one button press, basically. Although, of course, if I was to do something like a Boss ES Five, for example, that would allow me to. MIDI control the core, get the most out of all of those inbuilt effects, but also to plug in a couple of additional pedals if I wanted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is sort of the best of both worlds. But we'll see. We'll see. It is. But, um, yeah, I would, if it was me, I think the MIDI, the amount of MIDI control you get on something like the ES8 or ES5, I still think it has the best MIDI control on the market in terms of what you can do because it's got the assign function so you can assign a whole bunch of stuff to do crazy stuff if you want it to um but yeah then gives you the ability of loops as well disaster areas do something similar which i think is called i can't remember but they make a, a midi switcher that's also then got loops in it as well right um so there's a few there's a few options out there but disaster area they've been doing it for a long time and they are very good at doing it Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, watch this space. I'll let you know uh, where where I land on this. When are you uh, watching? How doing? long have you got before you go on tour? Um, I'm going away on the first. I'm going away the first. Got two weeks on from the first in uh, France and Spain. Wow! Yeah, that's so. a whole lot of cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, tell me about it. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, uh, well, let's know how you get on and be interested to know what you uh, what you end up with. Yeah, okay, we'll do. Now, let's uh, before we we will move on to talking about your stuff, Matt, and uh, and the demo that we're going to do today with your stuff. But let's, uh, as we're on the subject, let's finish up our our digitalness by talking about the new Fender Tone Master Pro, which was leaked, and then Fender announced it. Terrible. I, you know, ha, ha, also working for a company in this industry, leaks are just annoying because you put oh, so much effort into it. What is the gain happen. of getting the information a couple of weeks early? Um, it's not even, you know, and sometimes it's just people 
pressing the go live button or not realizing or whatever. But yes, yeah, I always feel bad when stuff's leaked because I know how much work goes into uh, just you know getting yeah, a product preparing, ready yeah. and then to have it leaked is just it's just infuriating. So yeah. feel 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 for those people. Yes, exactly. But it is very exciting. Definitely the most exciting piece of news, uh, I guess. Oh, certainly the most chatter I've seen online, maybe all year, or certainly as long as I can remember it. See, it feels like a while since a big, like, seismic, oh my goodness, what is this sort of launch. Well, everyone's happened. getting a slice of the pie. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, Fender, late to the party, but they are joining the party. Not a party anyone expected them to join, but they have joined it. It's uh, digital modeling. They have, dear listener, if you've not seen, we're talking about the Fender Tone Master Pro. It is their Helix, their neural DSP, their offering for a a multi-effects and amp modeling foot controller. They've gone for a similar kind of vibe to Neural DSP in that they haven't used a uh, an expression pedal like you get on the GT1000 or the Helix. Um, they've gone for a big, big touch screen. Controls are designed to be simple and intuitive, so the touch screen has full color graphics with full detailed color graphics of all the amps and effects exactly as they look in real life and you can tap them to get close-ups on like the head of the amplifier and then you can move your use you know exactly as you would a mouse or you would on a on a tablet you can use the rotary controls in that fashion on there also like other for other intuitive things all of the foot switches are also rotary controllers so you can select a control maybe on the amplifier and then use the rotary switch on a pedal to change that setting which is which is quite cool so they're giving you physical buttons as well as virtual buttons if if you prefer and then they've gone i was going to say it's funny on that because obviously a lot of people tout that as as a feature, which it is, and it's a cool feature, and obviously, you know, Neuro's DSP. But uh, let me remind you of a little product called the TC Electronic G System that uh, we sold about 10 or 12 years ago that also had exactly the same thing. So, Did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 nothing new. I think it's very cool to have those rotary controls that are also. Uh, also switches um yeah. and if i'm if i'm right joe because you've seen one i've yet yeah. seen one they're kind of like not smooth either right they're like yes grip. yes they're sort of yeah they've got like a yeah i've no idea how else to describe it they've got like a grip to them around the side mm. so they're very clearly obviously a, a, a little knob for you to touch they've gone yeah. for the large yeah. knobs on the top where you deal with presets and sort of your main things kind of similar to how they did that on the uh uh, Mustangs on the Mustang GTs. How yes. that sort of large knob allows you to scroll through different modeling things. Yeah, so I got to see this months ago, dear listener. I don't know if you remember, but I went up to the you know the secret Fender base in London, and uh, Jay Cross gave me uh, a, a lengthy demo on this. And uh, one thing that does speak volumes about the Tone Master Pro is Jay Cross could use it. So it must be simple and intuitive because he is not a man to use a, 
an amp modeler and his his demo was long <laughs> and and intuitive and matt i told you i i still haven't told jay but i think he thought i wasn't enjoying the his demo very much he sort of kept being like are you all right joe am i boring you sort of thing halfway through and it wasn't that it was that i'd been for a mexican with the fender marketing department just before and it had gone right through me and i was <laughs> I, <laughs> I was i was holding on for dear life praying that the demo was going to end so I could run to the toilet. Oh, and dear. It was oh, close. Dear. Yeah, it was close. Um, Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers, and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound, and play their best. After two years of research and development and in collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad developed in 2021 the keep it simple setup aka kiss and now thousands of guitar players from beginners to pros have learned how to set up their own guitar they demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools combined with step-by-step -step general guidelines anyone can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great with their KISS method and their gauges, you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24-page instructional booklet available in seven languages, downloadable for free, and many how-to videos, both by setup tasks as well as many complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS, and more. Not only is it fun, but a properly set-up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Their website has a very cool setup hub section where you can find everything you need to know so you can start setting up your guitar properly. Follow them on social media at, at musicnomadcare. Kiss your guitar with Music Nomad's Keep It Simple setup. But yeah, I, um, I think this looks cool. I think the things that stand out for me, I would really like to try one. I really want to try a quad cortex properly. Uh, obviously, we've tried the plugins. Um, obviously, well versed in the Boss stuff, and I love the Boss stuff. And yes, while GT One Thousand doesn't have a kind of interface like this, obviously we've got GX Hundred, which isn't our flagship, but has the kind of more color display. But again, not this sort of more graphical UI. Um, yeah, they've really, they've really stuck into the the ui well, I think a lot of people have and i think it's what we were talking about with guitar rig i think it is very attractive um you know i think it does draw you to the unit absolutely um i think that's the norm for a lot of things now yeah. i love the scribble scripts that have got like the helix on that that allow you to um you know they match the features uh not sure about the kind of massive knobs on the top um yeah. is it is it plastic or is it metal joe it's plastic plastic uh, yeah. uh, top and bottom is it top and bottom mm. or is it uh, metal bottom and it might be a metal on the underside but certainly right. the rounded lower chassis is plastic oh yeah it's plastic yeah um not 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 a not a positive considering the price tag in my mm, opinion yeah i think a few people were kind of 
I guess Fender loyalists uh, were a bit like, what is this? This isn't a Strat. Um, <laughs> whereas a lot of people were like, oh, this is cool. And again, you know, I think it's about being in the conversation. It's about having Absolutely. a product there. It's about developing it. They've certainly been able to look at all the competition. I mean, a couple of real wins for me. Um, the fact that you've got an XLR, a combi jack input for microphone, um, so XLR or line input. Yep. Uh, instrument input, I'm guessing you can run those independently as well, so you can have individual effects on mm. each. Same as Helix, though. Uh, which is cool, because obviously it allows you to sing and play guitar and have certain effects on your vocals as well if you're going straight into a PA. Yep. Or effects loops. Is that the most of any unit out there? I don't know. I, don't know. I think so, because I'm pretty sure Helix has two. So right. I think so. so. You, I'm guessing you've got four, or you can run one in stereo, two mono, and one in stereo by the looks of it. Mm. Uh, two sets of stereo outputs, including two, uh, one set of outputs having XLRs, which again is very good. Auxiliary input, phones out, two expression pedals, toe switch, amplifier control, so you can change channels on your amp. USB-C, obviously, I'm guessing for editing, um, and then micro SD. I don't know if that's just for loading tones. Or... No, they 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 don't know yet. Jay said they they haven't announced what that's for yet. Right, okay, <laughs> Even fair. he doesn't know what that's for yet, but fair it is enough. there. <laughs> so I assume um, it's going to be maybe some sort of update. I, yeah, I don't miss the expression pedal. Um, I think they've nah. also got the uh, Mission Engineering have done a specific one now. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think, you know, if you're going to run... I mean, I have a volume pedal for my board i run off the board and to the side so yeah. you know i think if you get a good hardware in one it doesn't bother me no yeah that's true um, I, yeah I, I like it not being there honestly if helix did one without one i'd, I'd go back to helix i'd love yeah. them to do that but i and don't say the hx xl dear listener because the buttons are so close together there's no way <laughs> a foot would not just hit all of them at once um, it's, it's another bedroom tool but um this is very cool. The the cool thing about them releasing this, uh, a cool thing is that they released this alongside two cabs, a 10 and a 12 inch um, powered cab. Yeah, in the looks all Fender, which is really cool. That's kind of the nice thing. They're nice looking power cabs. Like I might buy a powered cab just for, you know, something else for a Helix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, it's certainly battle of the, I mean, remember when GT100 was like the best multi-effects you could buy and it was like 400 quid. Um, <laughs> and now you just look at it and you just go, it is battle of the top end multi-effects. I thought yeah. in an absolute genius move, um, Newell DSP officially announced the <laughs> lowering their MRSP <laughs> globally, uh, which I was just like, they obviously knew something was coming as soon as that they were just like send email send so now they're actually cheaper yeah than, um so tone master pro is coming out at in the uk at the moment at 1649 yeah, on the 1649. website that's right um i'm guessing probably well, some dealers are doing fourteen nine nine, I think. Um, yeah, wow, wow, fourteen nine nine on in, on a quad cortex. No, uh, fourteen nine nine on Tone Master. Oh, Pro. On Tone Master. Wow, that's quad, a, that's yeah. Quad cortex is the same price, I think. Yeah, fourteen nine nine. Quad cortex was sixteen four nine. Um, but yeah, they officially announced a lower price due to um their cost of parts and stuff going down. Wow. Um, 
so that happened within i think 24 hours of the announcement yeah. of well, well we said you you uh you saw the the screenshot that i shared with uh with uh with you and 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 jay i had uh like my phone pinged with jay jay cross messaging saying phew the you know the uh the the Tone Master Pro is finally out, and the next notification on my phone was an email from Dior DSP being like, "We're reducing the price of the Quad uh, Cortex." Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah, uh, RRP on Tone Master Pro sixteen four nine, um, but it looks like most, which is what it is on the Fender website, but most retailers in the UK that is uh, at fourteen nine nine. So the same price as Neural DSP, which is kind of like the new standard, right? Um, I guess. A, I'm sure everyone don't. I doesn't need us to run through the specs on the uh, on the Tone Master because I'm sure they're already well they're everywhere. But no base stuff. But I, I was more like six thousand Fender captured impulse responses, <laughs> and that is absolutely mad. Plus, you yeah. can load in your own, which is what everyone's going to do anyway. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. I mean, they've been able to take everything that everyone else has done and, and kind of do their own thing on it. They've got the heritage of all the Fender stuff. Um, I uh, I think it's got some teething issues. I think it needs you know like oh, no really no good. base stuff is a thing. That is a problem, and mm. uh, I think it's tricky when like Fender is saying, "Well, our thing is the UI," because before lots of brands are saying, "Well, ours has uh, a higher processing power." So technically, you know, at a at a mathematical level, our signs our sounds are higher quality. That was the argument before. It mm. was, you know, the, these sounds are better than those sounds because they're, you know, they're they're a higher quality of of sound. Whereas Fender are just going, oh, UI is great, but they didn't include bass stuff. It has a lot less than Neural DSP as far as amount of um, of amplifier options and effects options are, and mm. it is the same price. And Neural DSP has a lot less than Helix, so we've got that. You know, there's. Uh, it's the bare bones right now, but then I guess if you think about it, Helix has years. I've I no idea when Helix came out. Now it must be getting on for a decade old, but it's yeah, you know it's, it's been around a long time, and they've had a long time to iron out things, release updates, extra features. Like the fact that you can use the Helix as a synthesizer is incredible. You know they they're always thinking of how to reinvent the software that they've got in the Helix. Always thinking of new effects to add. It's very good, but they've had years to do it. This feels like you're not getting a lot for the most expensive price tag on there. But the caveat is, you know, well, the flip of that is this UI is excellent. It's probably the easiest to use of any of them. And, uh, you know, Fender are certainly a high quality company. And you know. I think, um, yeah, uh, line six, Helix, here you go. Press release uh, from Premier Guitar. June the 11th, 2015. So not right. as old as you think. Wow. Um, scribble scripts, uh, color LED, uh, rings around each switch, um, touch-sensitive switches. They're not rotary, I don't think, on the Helix. No, but the touch is very handy. But the touch is very handy. Uh, obviously not as graphical interface uh, in terms of pictures of things, um, but still does a lot, as you say, Joe, a lot compared to a lot 
of other things on there. The, the, the biggest downside to most people is that it is massive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then you have HX Stomp, which, like, show me a pedal board these days that doesn't have an HX Stomp on it. You've got yeah. HX Stomp XL if you want a little bit more. That's doing a more MS3-style thing. HX Effects as well, which is which is my bet, because I wouldn't want mm. any of the amp sims. Um, but, you know, you've got access so, to all those great effects. Helix is now retailing at... Eleven nine nine, eleven nine nine. It's held at that price. That is amazing. Eleven nine nine. So you basically, yeah, in that sort of. I think it's just Fender putting their their thing out there, and they're not expecting everything to happen at once. And more things, no. I think, will be gradually added over time. Yeah. Um, I think what Quad Cortex has over many is its star power, as it its were. Its roster, its artist roster, its is roster, very impressive. It's, you know. It's got a lot. I think the thing is, like do they Apple, have anyone who's not a shredder or, um, or, a, or a YouTuber? Corey Wong. Uh, he's a YouTuber, a shredder or oh, a YouTuber. He didn't start as a YouTuber. I, I get, I get what you mean, but I think that's part of their. That's their part of their marketing. I think that's yeah. you know, build what it is for me. It's about building their ecosystem. It's why people have an iPhone and an iPad and a Mac. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you use one and then you love the interface and you use the other thing and you're bought into the brand. Yeah. And that's obviously the big thing that Fender also have. But I think the thing is, it's going to take more time with Fender because they've got a lot of history of, you know, the classics and that's just going to take time. But they've been doing a fantastic job marketing to much younger people and bringing more people in. Um, but yeah, there's just there's so much like high end stuff out there now. Fractal FM9 again, yeah. it's got the same thing. It's got the scribble scripts on it. Um, you know, it's got that that color screen. Um, I was actually just looking, but the size of the screen on the Quad Cortex and the Tone Master Pro is the same. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't uh, actually not deliberate me. at all, Fender. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was just that's where they buy the part from. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you can go out and buy, uh, you know, a color screen, touchscreen that runs on, you know, an Android-based platform from a supplier. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was the same, the same supplier. I mean, neither of them are going to be making their own ones of those in a factory. Um, at least I wouldn't have thought anyway. But I, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool entry. I've watched some demo videos. It sounds good. The thing is, they all sound good. So I think the deciding factors for you are brand, potentially, uh, and UI, graphical interface. Yeah. Um, I think if you're probably already already using Neural DSP, you're probably going to go for Quad Cortex. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are kind of new into this thing and you're going to dive in for the first time, you're probably going to go for Fender because you know the Fender brand name. I don't know. I'd probably go for Helix because it's the most cost-effective at the moment. The thing is, I think part of the thing is, like you say, is Helix a decade old? I'm sure it still sells, but it's also, they haven't really talked about it a lot. They've done updates, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like Grandad over here, you know, Helix, Grandad, uh, Grandad Helix, you know, it's launched seven years ago. It's like, mate, yeah. we've had, we've had other things since then, you know? So I just think it's, I don't know. Maybe it's getting to that point where it's the old proggers who are turning up with a Helix. Absolutely. The, uh, Absolutely. the young kids have all got their new DSP. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you don't even see them on stage because people aren't playing them on stage uh, necessarily. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cool unit, a uh, lot of cool stuff out there now. And we're just seeing less from amps and not yeah. less than pedals. There's definitely more pedals, but I you wonder, know, there's a lot I of companies wonder... now getting that sort of um, that push. But then again, we've seen, you know, I, I was... Um, for work i was looking at uh videos on various things when this came out and obviously we're always talking about um yeah we're talking about you know how does this compare and specs and you know talking to our people that work in shops being like you know this is a spec of ours and the amount of views that our videos have had on me 90 (laughs) (laughs) and still i think i was looking at i think me 90 is the most watched video on anderton's youtube channel this year wow (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you know it's like people just actually some people maybe just go you know what i want i want a pedal ball i want a multi-effects where it just looks like lots of pedals yeah (laughs) well i I tell you what like uh you know talking about my tour i've got an me 50b downstairs oh Uh, i bet that thing still sounds great i know it's got the kick drum drum. oh yeah what a great pedal Um, great pedal but the thing is I, i saw a guy today he was like forget the tone master pro i found this and was demoing a boss gs10 which was like the original it was like the original desktop modeler oh Um, wow (laughs) yeah really old school really really old school um usb desktop audio interface it looks incredible i love it um but then someone in our, in our group chat work posted a picture of, I think it was Blackstar posted like an artist picture of like one of their heads and cabs being used at a gig. But what they didn't realize that on top of the head plugged in was a line six pod. <laughs> <laughs> it was like people are still using pods. Unbelievable. People are still using pods. But then again, you know what? If you're into guitars, you're just going to buy the new stuff, aren't you? You're going to buy the stuff. You're going to, you want to keep buying stuff. Yeah. And, uh, maybe do you think I should get a quad cortex? I, I'm definitely keen to try one. I'm definitely yeah. keen to try Tone Master Pro. Um, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in how I can manipulate those things to be, like my pedal board rather than because quite often i'll go through the presets and be like this is a 5150 and this is great and it's like i don't play like that i can't play like that what i want is a multi-effects that i can set up in a way that i use like my pedal board and i think that's the only thing that's missing from a lot of these and why i'm keen to try is like you know i might use a chase bliss mood or a microcosm or, you know, I've got some other weird and wonderful effects or, you know, I've got loads of crazy fuzzes. And they're the things that don't tend to be in those multi-effects. Yeah. Certainly things like granular delays and loopers That's and it. like that. That's it. You're right. So many of these multi-effects sell themselves on how good the delays and the reverbs are and the high gain drives. But when it comes to, well, what I want is like an edge of breakup, natural amp sounding overdrive, some vibrato and a ring mod. Those things don't tend to be mm. the bread and butter of a multi-effect. Whilst they'll be there, they're not the things that they're focusing on. Yeah. So um, I guess then we should go from new school to old school and we should just talk about 
some some old school gear. <laughs> Bring it back around before we uh, before we finish. Or should we do some demos in the Patreon? I, I think because I don't so want to rush this need... demo. I don't want to rush this demo. So so I'm so sorry, dear listener. But this is now <laughs> become a Patreon exclusive. If you want to hear Matt demoing properly, we're going to take over to Patreon and we're going to spend the rest of this podcast talking about other things instead. I was going to see if I could find a hilarious. Um, let's just try this one. Wow. <laughs> I was just, you know, thinking of uh, some sort of hilarious soundbite that I could add in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think let's let's do that because we've also got to talk about the new competition that we're running. Do we want to close on that, Joe? I don't, I don't know where yes, you want to. Yes, um, yes, uh, yes. We are teaming up with Vintage Guitars. Uh, we're actually going to be announcing this next week, but us and Vintage Guitars are uh yeah teaming up to give away one of their new pro shop models their pro shop guitars are their custom shop guitars they're super cool we're going to co-build one with you dear listener each week we're going to be picking um a a new feature for you to vote on we're going to have all the voting going on on our facebook group um on our patreon and you know i'll be letting people know on instagram and youtube and things like that but i'll be taking your votes however you want to send them to me you can like email us info at guitarnos.net anyway get on to vintage guitars r us that's the letter r us.com it's ridiculous isn't it what a ridiculous url but look for vintage guitars um on their tinternet find their website check out all the models that they've got available they've got loads of for sale stuff on their pro shop but bear in mind a pro shop guitar can be anything that's in the standard line of vintage guitars because the first thing we're going to be deciding is what guitar and then we'll do the nitty-gritty of pickups fretboards whatever all of those other things color but first of all we need to settle on the model so you know start thinking about it next week it'll officially open you guys can message me and post telling us what shape but start having a think start having a a little look at that because that is uh that is all to come but Mm, uh, exciting times i'm looking forward to it it will be Um, but um, I was going to say it's possibly our most modern podcast to date, Joe. We've literally oh, yeah. not talked about any old school gear, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I'm super keen. If any listeners, I know I'm not on the socials, but Joe certainly is. Has anyone bought a Towmaster Pro? Who's got a Quad Cortex? I want to know. Someone did a uh, podcast let through yeah. Joe, and then yes. we can talk about it on the podcast. That would be good, actually. Uh, uh, Dan Pilver, friend of the podcast, Dan Pilver, he has bought um, from Lewitt Mics. Um, he has bought himself a quad cortex um dan let me know how it is for bass tones is it is it worth getting for bass tones come back to me tell me what's going on um we'll see we'll see we'll see what it comes back with but um matt just before we wrap up um this will be the last thing that we discuss uh so the other the other day i was talking to my girlfriend emma and some friends we're talking about you know guitars synthesizers she'd have and people started talking about like you know it's a common subject that we talk about matt the one that got away the sale that you made that you shouldn't have Mm -hmm. and emma was like well you know the one that you sold that you shouldn't have and i'd completely forgotten about it until she mentioned it it was my hondo 2 longhorn bass I don't right. know this joke. So it, it's there's a link to it, Matt. The base that got away, it's linked on our script for, oh, for this okay. week. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Click yeah. on that. It is amazing. I have found one that actually that could an onion. That could, is basically, dear listener, 
before Joe continues, if you've never seen one, before you Google Hondo 2 Longhorn Bass, picture an onion, and this will give you a very good idea of what you're about to look at. Well, yes. So it is the Dan Electro Longhorn body shape, which is onion-esque, and the finish that they have, it's kind of a copper burst, but it is very oniony. The difference with the Hondo 2 is it's a 34-inch scale neck, and they've popped a precision bass pickup bang in the middle of the body and a big, substantial bridge proper tuners and a brass nut so whilst it looks like a flimsy dan electro it's actually a rugged hard wearing super bass made in japan in the late 70s and i found one that has a custom cut case for it in in like a brown leatherette which is exactly my what my one had is it not just your one i think it might be i mean (laughs) (laughs) it's possible that this was a case, the case for the base, but I really didn't think this sort of base came with a case. I thought this was a custom cut case f- that right. I had. This well, could be go. my one. Well, there you go. I'm, do you want to buy it, Joe? Do you need more stuff? Do you just want to buy me stuff instead? <laughs> These are all the questions we need to answer yeah, over on the Patreon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, yes. Yeah. So on that note, dear listener, check out the Hondo 2 Longhorn Bass. It's one of the coolest things. In fact, the person that's selling the Hondo 2 Bass on Reverb is also selling the guitar version of that single humbucker bang in the bridge onion guitar so do check that out we're heading over to patreon patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds do join us there if you can if you're not a patreon subscriber then uh check out the patreon site it gives you all the information on how you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month we're going there now thank you very much for listening we've been the guitar nerds you've been lovely farewell goodbye Thank you very much, you wonderful people. Thank you especially to our $10 top-tier Patreon backers. Very soon, some of you will be receiving your goodie bags. But for now, thank you very much to Nicholas Strong, Rocket Rob Patterson, Marcus Deluxe, Suresh, Dorsonic Pickups, Rob Witherden, Chris Franklin, Anton Fryant, Russ Meehan, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Dan Pilver, Brian Einsler, Dylan Griffiths, Mark Izzow Kadawaki, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Dorr, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.